Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Tome Travelers. Uh, this is episode nine, and we are going to be talking about Empire of the Vampire by Jay Kristoff. We have done it. We have finished the book, and so there's a spoiler warning for pretty much all of the book because we're going to be talking about it, mainly kind of the last uh, half of it, as that's kind of the sections we read this week, but we're also going to have like a full book discussion and talk about our thoughts on it. So if you haven't finished it or read it, go ahead and click off read it and then come back whenever whenever you're done uh but before we get into that as always we have our fantasy question Whitson do you want to do you want to let us know about it yeah so it's kind of the the second part to last week's question uh and this week's is your favorite fan theory of a fantasy or sci-fi story any story it doesn't have to be a novel uh you want to take it first MD? yeah i'll take it first um, so this is oh, one of my wait, 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 small preface or we're, we're going to try to do ones that aren't major spoilers. Right. Right. Yeah. So, That's so, the caveat here. Um, yeah. My favorite theory is, um, that in the Lord of the Rings movies, Frodo doesn't know Legolas's name. <laughs> okay. And if you go what, back what? and watch it, there's only one line in the entire movie where Legolas and Frodo talk. And it's when he says, and you have my bow. And then there's the scene where like after Frodo gets stabbed and he's like having the reunion with everyone, he mouths everyone's name like Gandalf and, you know, like Marion Pippin or whatever or, or Sam. And then uh, Legolas like walks into the room and he just looks at Legolas. He doesn't say anything. And so there's a theory out there that Frodo doesn't know Legolas's name. <laughs> That's a pretty hilarious. I, I, I've never, I've seen that movie probably a gajillion times and read the books, and I've never noticed that. Like, well, I don't know how it is in the books, but right, it's specifically I've for never the noticed. Movies. Yeah, I've never noticed that. That's the only time they talk. Yeah, it's pretty. So that's kind of wild that two main cast characters could just not interact like that. Right. Yeah, let's ignore each other. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what about you, Dylan? What do you got? Uh, all right, so I did I did a book and then I did my favorite because I thought it was books at first. But so my favorite is that Jar Jar Binks is a powerful Sith Lord. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah, my that's a good fan one. Theory ever. Um, but uh, my favorite book one is that uh, Gandalf wanted to use the Eagles the whole time, and he was that's what he was gonna do after they got out of Moria once they got to the Misty Mountains. He and so that's why when they're like leaving and he when he's falling he says fly you fools because he's oh, telling yeah. them to fly yeah yeah but yeah. everyone always has a problem with the eagles in Lord of the Rings like why didn't he just use the eagles and select that's my that's my favorite one from the book. Uh, yeah makes sense <laughs> makes sense dude the the Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord one that is a YouTube video I click on every time it pops up yeah <laughs> yeah it kind of makes sense man <laughs> yeah. he be spitting facts so my my favorite my favorite non-major spoiler fan theory uh, is from King Killer Chronicles and it's that Dinah's patron is actually the uh, lord in Mare uh, that he plays tack with, Bredden. Uh, that isn't a huge spoiler and it'll make sense to anybody who's read that. But yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's I like that one too. I don't understand what that means, but I'm There's excited to read her, King There's Killer another Chronicles at some point. Patron, isn't there? Oh, so many, so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. The man everything black. i hear about that the book just black. like hypes it up and i can't wait to read it you know i found out earlier today that daniel green does not like those books 
Really? I was like, what? I, I've heard some really good arguments for why people don't like those books. You know, they're really and flowery. I, 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 yeah, I get why that well, would get on some people's nerves. So one of my saw was like, uh, was talking about how like Kavoth really doesn't do anything. <laughs> and I mean, if you go and read the books, like, yeah, he's doing stuff, but he's really not doing anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but so I like, kind of like how he became this legendary figure by like falling ass backwards. Like, I, it's just fun to me. Yeah, no, I enjoy it. And like I said, I do enjoy it, and it's probably preference, but I, I have seen, like, videos and stuff of why people don't like those books and that I do agree with. But yeah. I like it for the same reasons in some of them, so. Yeah, teach their own. Anyways, back to Empire of the Vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, with our question out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into episode nine of The Tome Travelers. Alright, so this week we finished parts 5 and 6 to complete the book. Uh, in part 5, we see Gabriel as a 16-year-old again. Um, he's out on a hunt with Talon, Greyhound, uh, or Greyhand, and uh, Aaron. And uh, they run into an ancient Voss. Turns out to be the Forever King's daughter. Super powerful vamp. Um, and she's like uh, going around making up battle plans for her father so that he can invade. Um, so they intercept the plans, and they're rallying and trying to figure everything out to stop his invasion. And then um, in part six, we're back on the Grail quest with Gabriel and Dior, and they are having a rough go of it. They're struggling to survive, narrowly escaping Danton. Uh, and then they run into some old friends, and then they finally make their fi their way to the final confrontation with Danton and arrive at San Michon, and some stuff goes on there. So... <laughs> Where we must start, guys. Wow. Uh, well, <laughs> um, maybe general sentiment. Like, did, did you guys enjoy the ending? Yes. yes. It, it opened a lot of okay, questions. Okay. <laughs> it, it, opened, it, I, it, I loved this book. I loved yeah. this book. It was a it was yeah. a good um, book. It really am, was. It was a fun read. I'm fiending for the second book that's supposed to not come out for another year. As soon as I finished it, I texted I texted Matt and Wits, and I was like, "When's the next book coming out?" Fuck, it's a year. But um, I, I did really enjoy the book. Uh, the ending uh, definitely opened a lot of questions, but I felt like it. I felt like it ended in a really, really good spot. Right. Like it wasn't like just a huge cliffhanger to where like you're like, "Fuck, that sucked," because now I got to wait a year. It was like like a lot of it kind of rounded out two very important parts. Yeah. yeah. But it still left and, and you wanting it, so much more. Yes. Right. There's so much more context that we can, like we could get in a second book, but like we got the wrap up to Sam Michon mostly. I mean, he explains the last like five years of it and doesn't really tell the whole story there. So I'm there's a lot of room for us to look at it, stuff. Though. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping they go yeah. into it a little bit. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Um, and then we get the answer finally of what happened to Astrid and Patience. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel uh, like we kind of saw coming. Like, yeah, yeah we yeah. knew that but it was going to have to be something. Yeah. The yeah, way that it that happened. Way, yeah. Yeah. And whether or not I thought Astrid was still a like not alive, but I thought she was a vampire yeah. and was I, like I, legitimately following him. Right. Um, I was still kind of confused on all that stuff, but part of me was like, you know what? He's hallucinating because he hasn't had his face. was so. still alive somewhere. Yeah. Some, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, he had one sober night where he still saw her. 
So I thought maybe she was legitimately there. It was like in yeah, the but, forest after they but, escaped over the but river. And Ash Drinker's talking about later. We see here Ash Drinker talking about how he's going mad, which I don't know yeah. what's that what that's from, but it definitely he he definitely is going mad. It mentions that. Yeah, or this grief, he, Ash Drinker, I, would, I would assume. Ash Drinker said this this way of life leads to madness or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Man. The, the Sangire and then his grief over Astrid's yeah. patience. Yeah. Which is definitely understandable, seeing your family killed in that way. Yeah. Well, we can get to the Fabian scene in, um, after we, we cover Sam and Sean, because I, I yep. really yep. specifically want to dive into that scene. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about how. Uh... They're learn. He's he's trying to learn how to uh, keep the vamps out of his head, and then they run into, uh, Lore. How do you say her name? Laurie? Yeah, Lore. Lore, uh, which is Fabian Voss's oldest daughter, correct? Yes, yeah. four hundred years old. Yeah, which is while they run into probably one of the strongest vampires alive when he's sixteen. Yep. <laughs> yep. And and. Oh ultimately fails it, we had a, a long conversation about that scene um it when they're impersonating house um servants and guards yeah yeah um and i've kind of come around to gabriel being stupid there yeah i felt like i defended it very well like i saw where you were coming from like because i saw it from the same way like why would you do this literally talon just said if you do this hundreds more will die but like especially like reading it it was like okay so she i made a i made a vow to astrid that i would never let another mother go through what mine did and she reminds me of my little sister or whatever that died yeah. And so he's like, I can't let this happen. And then also before that, he's talking to Greyhand, and Greyhand even doesn't want to let it happen. Gray, he looks at Greyhand and says, Is this, isn't this a sin? And Greyhand's like, well, basically. And at this point, we remember Gabriel is still very religious. Yeah, and he's 16 and, and stupid. Yes. But right. I, I just... And, the, and very this... headstrong and yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have come around on it. I don't. I don't hate it. And, and look, I think that at the end of the book, the author stuck the landing well enough to like justify a couple of these small things to me, right? Right. Like he he really finished it well, and like it was really fun all the way up to that point. Anyways, so you know, it, it was a good book. It was worth reading. But there's two things that I, I got really annoyed by in the whole book, which is a pretty small percentage. Um, and it was it was Dior being stupid and Gabriel being stupid. And I just feel I just felt like they were too clever and calculated a lot of the time. To, I, well, I mean, Gabriel is reckless a lot as a teenager. Right. So. He is very, very, very intelligent, though. Yeah, it's just it I felt like cool. there were other other ways that they could have made the same decisions, but with different motivations and the story wouldn't have been hurt. And and maybe I would have been less annoyed with the characters you know like yeah. like when characters make bad decisions i'm okay with being sad for them or angry at them but like it, it was just like annoyed like frustrated that that them being stupid was the impetus for the the story to move past that point right well yeah. see but my deal is is like and we we, we had we've had talked about this like for two days straight so <laughs> we've, we've already got a lot of this out but and i'll tell you what i told him 
my deal is is like I feel like they stay true to character because like they are both very emotional people that let their emotions get in way of the way of their decisions. And we see it happen multiple times with Gabriel, multiple times with uh Dior that it's like, Hey, I know this is stupid probably, but I mean, I feel this way, so I'm going to do it anyways. Well, I, I will say one of the things, like, actually on the page that kind of justified it to me after the fact was, excuse me, uh, was how, like, he kept saying, like, my friends are the hill I'll die on, and I've forgotten yeah. that for so long. Like, he just, he he kind of opened back up and became a little less jaded towards the end of the story. Right. And that that went a long way to be like, oh yeah, this is an emotional, like kind of romantic type of, of guy. Yeah. Well it also goes into how he gets his uh his ages his agus back. Yeah, he, faith in Dior. Which yeah, well, he was... he vows he vows I'll never leave you. And yeah. he, he's so he's like, I'll never leave you and my faith in you and so he gets his agus agus back. Which I thought was like a huge thing that was like, especially how we know the book ends, which we we can talk about uh, later. But basically, they try to kill Dior and he saves her. And it's like, even though like they everyone thinks that killing her will save everyone else, he still makes the decision because he made that vow. And and I believe he's using her as kind of a replacement for patience. Yeah, that's what I kind but, of thought too. Yeah, which is. Is also it also feels a little cheap to me. Hmm. I don't know. I don't have that big of a problem with it, really. But yeah, it's just I I don't think Gabriel is. I don't think he could confuse her for patience. I don't think he's that shallow. You know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so maybe I misworded that. Maybe he's not using her to not necessarily as a replacement for patience, but just like he found something to hold on to. Yeah. He and found something like, that he feels is like innocent and precious. Right. right. And I feel like it was easier to do that with Dior once, especially, and she even mentions that you changed once you figured out I was a girl. I feel like it was easier for him to do that with Dior because it is a younger girl and yeah. he's lost the young girl that he, he cared so much about. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's just been such a big part of his life too, is his younger sisters and his mom, and like yeah, the women around him have always been important to him. So it kind of that kind of does make sense for his character, for that to be his motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, well, okay. One of the big theories that we left off uh, in last left off with in last episode was that. Um, Aaron had set the vampire loose or yeah. maybe Keva had set the vampire loose. Uh, yeah. That is not at all what happened. Nope. Nope. I was right about the pregnancy, but you really called the pregnancy. I had all the rest of it wrong. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's wild that uh, Talon was drinking blood like that. I mean, he was yeah. a fiend. Yeah. I mean, he killed the servant girl in uh, DeCoste. And oh, then... was that him? I didn't pick up on that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gabriel says, you know, you you killed that servant girl while we were busy with the high bloods. Oh, I, I, I must have like read over that part. I didn't even pick up on it. Yeah, so he's and that's what uh, Lore fight after to him at the cost mansion. He's she's like, I do something to you, but you're already ours. You're already in our control. And so yeah. Yeah, and that's the reason that he goes after Aaron and Gabriel's because they heard um, 
Her say that. Her yeah. say that. Yeah. I thought it was really cool the way he did that scene. Because, like, so, like, we had bits and pieces of what Talon did, so we kind of knew, but, like, the way that uh, it all came to fruition, um, the way that uh, Gabriel handed it, handled it, I thought was a really, really cool way to do that in the book. Because, like, it never spelled anything out and gave us all the information until right at that moment when yeah. we figure it all out, and then, obviously, Greyhand's listening, and uh, they take Talon out because he tries to kill Gabriel, but... Yeah, no, I thought that was pretty well set up. And, like, really satisfying, too. Yes, yeah, 100%. And that's what, like, even then you think he's waiting on Astrid, but he's actually got another plan. And uh, Talon has been all, Talon's been using his, his powers to uh, look into everyone's minds, even though that's a big rule there, as, you know, you can't use your pale blood gifts on other pale bloods. Um, but he obviously does not care. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's him doing that that uncovers Aaron's secret, Aaron and Baptiste's secret. Right, which is how he knows to capture him. Which I think is interesting that he probably knew a bunch of that shit anyways and was just sitting all on all of it. Yeah. Yeah. He, pro yeah. he probably knew a lot. He was just waiting for the right moment to... So it's like he really didn't care about, which, I mean, he's got his own sins to worry about, but drinking blood and killing pregnant girls, but... Right. <laughs> yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, so he was just sitting on all that blackmail, which really means that he, at that point, he cared more about blood exactly. and his, his thirst than he yeah. cared about his faith. And he even, was... he, he says that he's, when he, when he's dying or whatever, he says to uh, Gabriel, he's like, you'll see how it is when you get yeah. older. And I feel like we can see that uh, in older Gabriel. You know, when he's like, oh, for he's, sure. Yeah, he's fiending for a hit of his pipe. And like, he's still like um, resisting drinking blood because he promised Astrid as she was dying. But like, he still thinks about it a couple times, you know. And he's yeah. like, I would say he's got a very strong will, you know what I mean? So, like, that's yeah. not something easy probably to deal with. Yep. So, what do we think about lore? Um, well, I mean, uh, fuck that bitch, honestly, for going to Warson. <laughs> yeah. That well, was brutal. Okay, so, so first they run into her after the cost mansion or whatever, and they, they fight her. She's sending out the, the white uh, ravens, or not white ravens, white, she sent out some kind of bird. <laughs> it, it was a white raven, I think, because yeah, yeah. that's the Voss, Voss symbol, maybe. Yeah, so she's sending out uh, the ra ravens with the uh, the battle plans on it. And um, they get in a big fight, and she basically beats the fuck out of everybody. But Gabriel gets his shot in, shoves the uh, bomb, or like pretends to kiss her, and then shoves the bomb in her neck and the hole in her neck, which I thought was cool. And then saves everybody by dragging them to a church. But uh, we see Greyhand get his hand, his eye, and his ear. He loses all three of those things at once. Kind of makes him a little salty. And then uh, also he's already salty at uh, at Gabriel because he stepped in front of Laura as she was trying to leave, which is what me and Whitson were talking about of his stupid decision. Right. Um, yeah. So he he foreswore him as a student, like immediately. Yeah. Well, tried to kill him. Yeah. And Aaron stepped in the way. Which I enjoyed how I I enjoyed how their relationship evolved too. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, that was that was also really say, satisfying. Like, at the very beginning, like Aaron was just kind of this 
you know, a-hole, but then by the end of it, yeah. it's, he's literally Gabriel's best friend and yeah. is responsible Which I didn't for see, helping honestly. Gabriel out a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't see that one coming, honestly. I thought he was going to be a... Uh, like an antagonist. A, uh, yeah, an antagonist, the whole book. Yeah, he did a really good job of justifying all those changes, too. Yes, um, yeah. Everything. Like, I think that was one of the, the more, like, well-done, like, threads in this book was, yeah. was Aaron and uh, Gabriel's relationship. It, it wasn't like, like it was, like, oh, just kind of randomly, like, placed, like, yeah, they're, like, not friends, now they're going to be friends, but it, like, evolved really well. Like, e there were even a couple times, like, uh, after Gabriel found out Aaron's secret, where Aaron started sticking up for Gabriel a lot more when he was getting bullied by, like, all the other pale bloods or whatever, and so... Yeah, which yeah. I also thought it was funny that when he's getting bullied, they're calling Gabriel a boy lover. Yeah. And then, and it's right after he finds out about Aaron and Baptiste, and... Uh, which they've been calling him that the whole book, but it really takes a new meaning when they're calling Gabriel that and Aaron steps up for him. But yeah, I mean, even before uh, he knows Aaron's secret, I think, unless I'm misremembering, um, once he figures out that his dad is a, an abusive, drunk bastard, he has so much more respect for Aaron. And then Aaron also has more respect for him because he's capable and like yeah. has proved himself so yeah. and and has his back yeah and has his back yeah we see him find out about aaron and uh baptiste being lovers and he promises him he's like look i won't say anything I, my brothers are the hill i'll die on yeah and uh, it also cha challenges his ideals because he says if you know if somebody in this godforsaken land can have love and good things can come of it like how is that a sin it, it yeah. literally changes his perspective of his faith. Right, right. It's almost one of the things that starts, like, changing his, like, faith. Yeah. Like that, I feel well, like it's one of the crucial moments of it. Yeah, that and we can talk about what becomes of him and Astrid. He says, literally, right. I'll do, I'll kill as many vamps as possible. I'll be the best servant you've ever had. God, just let me have her. Yeah, and then both things are true. Yes. I mean, he, he has her and he is the best of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I was, I thought it was interesting, you know, when he asked, uh, the Empress for, uh, Astrid to be able to leave the monastery, and she, she chooses to stay. So it's not one sided either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think another thing that this book did really well is it's neither an a direct indictment of faith or religion or a direct endorsement of faith and religion. Yeah. It's very yeah, it gray area really the well. entire way yeah. through. Well, I felt like it almost had like normal things that people who are religious go through, like normal problems that like, why, why do bad things happen and all this, you know? And then at the end, Gabriel's also like, well, I did get to have all those moments with my family. Like, even though I lost them, like I still had the good moments with them too. And yeah. so, like, I felt like it, it did that really well, too. Yeah, well, I just, I, I'm not particularly religious, but I could, I could respect the way it was portrayed in this book. Like, he did a really good job of not vilifying faith directly, but, like, the, the humans involved in it. But he also wasn't preaching to anyone either. Right. Like, yeah. it, was, it just felt, like, really, I guess, like, honest. 
Yeah, I felt I agree 100. percent I feel like it, that's what I was trying to like. I feel like it was honest in the way that it, it handled uh, his struggle with religion. Like at first, like he's raised up in it, so he just believes in all of it, and then like slowly he starts seeing. Okay, he sees uh, um, uh, Aaron and Baptiste together, and he's like, well, this like why is it, why would this be wrong? Like this is a shitty world, and then he loves Astrid, and he's like, like even though she's a nun, it's like you know, just give me her, and then, like, slowly he starts to develop it, and then he gets completely away from religion, and then, like, towards the end, we see him, like, well, I did get, like I said, he, or, like I said, he thought I did get to have all the good moments. We see him kind of, like, start rectifying that. Yeah, and coming starting back to come to, to terms with it. Yeah. yeah. I think it did the, the whole topic of it justice, so. Yeah. Yeah. And then, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, he got uh, knighted. The battle at the twins. Yeah, he gets, he gets oh, knighted. Yeah. Gets at by the, 16 uh, years old, gets fully knotted and fully uh, becomes a silver saint, which yeah. I thought instead I thought of was Aaron, that was yeah. a little strange that he got to like leapfrog. Up there. I, I but thought he so did too, kill. Honestly. He did kill Lore. Right. Yeah. Is that and that he, was and after he, the battle of the twins, right? Yes. Well, yeah. he yeah, killed yeah. Lore. He controlled the whole battle. Um, he. He was telling it. He he was basically a commander. So like it, it makes sense that he'd be a full silver saint. But at the same time, it's like he had know, just like fucked up like a yeah. couple months before yeah. and gotten Greyhand maimed. Yeah. And but I feel like they almost had to do something because the Empress was there because they didn't know she was going to knight him. So they were like, "Well, the Empress is yeah. here. She obviously likes him. So like maybe we do this." And then. Well, he, and he I had, also think that they just thought, tattoo, didn't he? Um, yes. I think, I think so. you get. I think he said you get one for completing a hunt and one for killing your first vamp, and then your back piece is when you become a full silver saint. I believe. Which okay, so that kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either because it's like, why would you not just fully tattoo them up when they come become apprentices like what like like i understand I think, well, like the oh well uh, it's it's because they didn't want that it's the same reason they flayed the uh silver yeah. off before they kick them before out before they exile which, them. They don't which want, by like, the way they didn't do to aaron or gabriel and seemed weird to me like a plot like yeah. a little plot holy maybe oh uh, well okay so the reason they didn't do it to aaron is because him and baptiste left before they went back to the yeah they bas they oh, basically yeah, they escaped they, because they they, they, snuck they off. left yeah they snuck off like because they left um, Gabriel and Aaron or Baptiste or whatever while they went to the uh, like all the Silver Saints went to the battle because they needed everyone that they could take and so then when the battle came to uh, Gabriel they kind of afterwards they just snuck off because they didn't want to have to deal with it because yeah. the nuns were the ones who let them loose yeah 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 so well they went to they went to uh larimar lorimar with Gabriel like and as soon as the battle was over that's where Gabriel went because of what Laura said and so, like, they immediately went with him, and then they left from there. So they never went back. And yeah. then the reason Gabriel doesn't get flayed, he even says it's because he was, uh, he was the he, the black lion, the hero of the monastery or whatever. He oh, yeah. says like because he goes to tell them about how Astrid's pregnant, and he he's expecting like, hey, maybe they'll forgive me. But he said they didn't. They kicked him out. But at least they didn't get rid of his ages. Oh, okay. I might have missed that part. Yeah, but um, oh, where I, I had another point. Um, oh, uh, why they didn't tap them up from yeah, uh, from yeah. the start? Uh, same reason that they said they flayed them because they didn't want them to have that weapon if they weren't like devout. Right. Yeah, 
Yeah, I get. Well, I was gonna say probably like the uh, the ceremonial part of it, yeah. but well, like just all, like from I, my like logical perspective, like to me it makes sense. Hey, we're gonna go fight vampires. Let's get as much help as we can get. You know what I mean? Right. Well, there also in a sense, like the the tattoos or whatever kind of distinguish. Like, hey, this is a full fledged member of the Silver Saints. And so, like, I mean, think about all the times where, like, Gabriel, like, when he wanted to get just on the boat. Shows or a seven and he star. Just, yeah, just shows it. Yeah. And they're like, everyone's like, oh, he's a silver saint. He can come with us. You know what I'm saying? They don't yeah. want an apprentice who gets trained or whatever to be tatted up and then, like, turns or something or just does something wild to now have that power. They want to make sure that they're fully devoted, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think they're thinking if they're not fully devout, and they like give into the Sangire or something. Like the silver also works on the pale bloods. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Hmm. But I mean, it would burn them from inside their skin. You would think. Yeah. If they yeah. turned full vamp. I don't know. I don't know why. I, just for the ritualistic just, part. Yeah, of it, I, guess. I was gonna say probably just the ritualistic part of it. But like just logically, like I'm like, hey. Go ahead and throw some more tats on there, man. <laughs> yeah, Ar- armor or no armor. Yeah. yeah. Armor. <laughs> Back to uh, the Empress and Astrid, though. So he basically makes a deal with the devil to get that her freedom. Yeah, yeah and then Astrid turns it down. Yeah, but he still made the deal. And I'm, I feel like the Empress is really going to use that, too. Or I feel like we know she does because like he's at like every major battle, which he yeah. probably should be anyways. But uh, seems she... happy to be. Yeah, but she's basically like, I'm going to run you ragged. Yeah. I wonder why Astrid bothers her so much, though. Like, I understand, like, she's the bastard kid, but maybe she, like, thinks she's going to take her crown or something. I don't know. I I feel like there's something more to the Empress. Like, I feel like there's something I think so, too. Well, uh, her and Astrid are not, like, dissimilar ages, right? Like, they could have grown up together. Well, I just mean like like in general, like not not necessarily between her and Astrid. I feel like the Empress is either up to something. She's part vamp. Like I don't know what's up, but yeah, I feel like there's something there. You know, like I feel like there's there's a reason she's doing the things she's doing. Yeah. But, uh, you wanted to talk about the Battle of the Twins? Um, no. I mean, it was cool. The fact that they triggered the avalanche. Um, yeah, I like the scene fight with all... Lore was good. I like the scene where they're all three fighting in like the horde of undead. Yeah. 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 And they're just cutting through all the wretched and Dude, which by the way, like the the pictures in the book or whatever, there's a picture of that scene where like they're literally getting surrounded by the undead and it's just the three of them. It's so good, dude. I loved the pictures in this book. The visual, yeah, the illustrations were fantastic. Like if if y'all are reading this and y'all don't have illustrations, I think all the books have illustrations, but if you don't look up the illustrations because they are beautiful or get a copy yeah of the it. artwork is it's, great yeah yeah, yeah the, the heart the hardcover um with all the illustrations and the giant like picture map it, yeah it was like 16 bucks for the for the hardback yeah like yeah. not bad like i would expect this this kind of which I'm assuming everyone like that's listening 25. to this has already read the book, but right, yeah, right. But... yeah. Well, it, I'm just saying it. It would look good yeah. on a bookshelf. Well, so oh, like, yeah. all, so like, my ebook had all the illustrations in it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I figure all the books do, but m- yeah. maybe not. Anymore. Um. Okay. So Battle of Twin. Oh, uh, do we think that? So Lore says that uh, she's the one who killed Amelia. Do we believe her, or do we think it's a uh, dead tongues heated or dead tongues tasted? 
Uh, I think it's a de- dead tongue yeah, mosquito dead or dead tongue's taste. Yeah. She would not remember, a 400-year-old vampire would not remember one little girl that she threw into a bog in some backwater 10 years ago. Yeah. You know? I, I agree. Like, I agree. I agree. I think that that would be a little, like, uh, cheesy. I would agree yeah, with you on yeah. that if that was true. Yeah. It was just but kind yeah, of think, a in-the-moment think... thing to make Gabriel pissed. So Yeah, she yeah was, I think she, she just had her, her Voss mental fingers all in his brain and yeah. picked out that his little sister died to a vamp. Yeah. Which, so... Uh... Oh, I had a I had a thing about the that boss mental thing, but I I forgot. Um, and then so the only other thing I can think of about his younger days is we learn about the Esani bloodline, which is what we think his bloodline is. Well, still only vaguely though, right? Yeah. yeah. So the quote is, uh, "A broken line of sorcerers and cannibals, damned even among the damned, spit their name from thy tongue, as thou wast the blood of pigs, and guard thine own blood, lest thy rest it from thy veins." Yeah, so they, they're famous for sanguimancy, it seems like, and they yeah. do enjoy killing and and drinking other vampires, presumably. Presum- presumably, because it calls them cannibals. I mean, cannibals, I think they're called carrion also, which, I mean, all the vampires are kind of referred to as carrion, but... Yeah. Yeah, but it, it does it in the, the blood... Okay, that's something else we need to talk about, like the blood riding, or the blood, uh, like a... Uh... Magic race marker. The yeah, yeah, the invisible that, ink. Oh yeah. That I'm assuming only vampires know knew about up until this point. Um, so like a vampire wrote that about them being cannibals. Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know why humans couldn't have known about it, but because Astrid even said that they had, that like yeah, they had a different name for it. Childhood, yeah, they had a different name for it, but they did it too. Yeah, but it wasn't with blood. It was with it was, like, yeah, uh, like a lemon juice and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm yeah, sure like true. somebody probably stumbled across it, but like right. I'm, I'm assuming that all the the stuff because even the book they find that in is was they said it was written by a vampire and it was written on human skin. Um, oh yeah, true. But I'm assuming like the vampires are the ones that use that because it just kind of makes sense. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Um. Do we think that? Well, hang on. We'll get to it at the end of the section about the Grail. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's all the early life part. Uh, well, we talk about the time skip and then Patience being eleven and Astrid being, um, well, you know, Gabriel and Astrid being older with Patience, and then Fabian shows up. Right. That's in the Grail part, though. Ye- I mean, yeah. I mean, chrono- I, we chronologically, talk- it's chronologically. between. Sam Michonne and the Grail. It doesn't matter to me. I, I thought that scene was incredible, and if we want to save best for last, like I'm down to do well, that too. Okay, we we can talk about it when we talk about uh, when they get to uh, oh, what's that? Where Aaron and Baptiste are, because yeah, that's okay. where he admits it to Dior, and I kind of want to talk about why he admits it to Dior and their relationship okay. there. Um, but we do see, so as as we know that he ta- he's talking to John, John in between the uh, the books, and we see him break a glass and get blood all over himself, and Jean's terrified of it. Yeah. Well, and so I think he thinks... Like, we saw uh, Lythe, or Leith, um, apparently his little sister, um, 
with the blood blades and doing all sorts of crazy shit with the sanguimancy. Right. And so presumably Gabriel can do that stuff. I yeah, mean, in the, in the years between. Yeah. Cause he, he, I mean, he apparently killed Fabian and at some point, some, sometime <laughs> after he runs off with Leith and Dior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I have theories on how he kills Fabian, but it would make more sense for him to use his power. So my theory is probably wrong. Or a combination of what I think and what you think. Hmm, yeah, I mean, Dior's blood on Ashbringer? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking was Dior's yeah. blood on Ashbringer. Which is something else I, I hope we learn more about. I hope we learn more about Ashbringer. Yeah, yeah. Ashbringer. I was going to bring that Ashbringer. up in my, like, Ashbringer. where we go. <laughs> yeah, Ashbringer. Ashbringer. We've read too much Stormlight, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about what's going on with the Grail Quest. They're like, Going through the wilderness, struggling to survive. Uh, Jezebel found them after Red Watch, and that uh, yeah. pissed me off. <laughs> it did me too. I've got some. Yeah. I've got some theories. I've got two theories. I think either Laith, uh, like brought them to him because she was. Okay. I think she was following them the whole time. So that's one theory. Right. And then the other theory is, I'm wondering if there's some kind of like relation between his blood and horses because I don't feel like justice would have been such a good horse because it's not like all those horses were just and he just looked into it you know what i mean so i'm wondering if there's some like relationship between him and horses and um, well but i mean that's kind of uh chastain territory right yeah yeah like, but i mean it, it, i don't know there could just be something I there mean, to me in like in so many fantasy stories horses are this like majestic like pseudo magical kind of thing where they like pick their rider and right. you know, y y y like the Rashadiums in Stormlight. Yeah, yeah. Like horses are just kind of mystical in most fantasy stories. Yeah, but th this horse was just a random Inquisitor's horse he jumped on trying to run away. And like it's yeah. it's scared of vampires still. That like multiple times it runs away from vampires. Like I don't feel and like he even says it's not a so the Soyosa the the like hunting horses. Yeah. It's not so like, like the same like start like a uh, hardy, you know. So stock. I feel like there's I feel like there's got to be some I feel like there's almost got to be something there with the blood, you know what I mean? If not, yeah. then there's that's a plot hole or a cheesy thing and like. That I think it's just cheesy, but I mean, hey, maybe life did did rescue the horse and bring it to them. Yeah, that well, we know seems a little far around. fetched to me. Well, but... we know she's fallen on the whole way. And we know that she was there at the battle where, where yeah, the horse ran off. But she, but she's also been busy keeping the Inquisitors and Danton off of them. Yeah. Like, she says that's what she's doing when she's not, like, you know, intervening and, like, actually trying to get him to give Dior up. Yeah. Yeah, she's busy. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter that much. It's just I no. rolled my eyes so I did too. hard at that. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. That's what in our Discord messages, he was like, I got there. And I was like, horses? He's like, fucking horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um... Okay, so they're struggling. We see them, uh... He's, uh... Well, we just first kinda... they get Yours to Redwatch. They take... Yeah, they're on the, the shore of the river, and they... I think they follow the river to Redwatch. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, run on the barge. They get on the barge. Um, uh, yeah, he's, and fiend, Dior... he's fiending for a smoke, like, super bad. He's in withdrawals. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. 
He's in serious getting to the territory. point where he's gonna like give in and kill somebody if he doesn't get some blood in him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Then they uh they get on the barge. Um, they see the guy that is uh he's he has got a septic sept- limb. Yeah, he's got a septic limb, and Gabriel's like, Dior, don't save him. Don't save don't him. Do and it. And she does it anyways, which is another point. I think she's just naturally a good person because like she couldn't stand to see him suffering, right. and he has which, a wife and kids. Well, and... Okay, so but it was the fact that she got so like clearly punished for that decision that made me like go what the fuck when she does it again yeah. later but but like i said they they are very they are two very emotionally driven people yeah and so like in the moment all these people are gonna die because of me like i'm I'm just gonna i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to i save mean them. she's so emotionally driven that like even at the end of the book like whenever she finds out about like the murder plot or whatever she's like but it would save them and Gabriel's like, what do you No, Listen, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so extremely emotionally driven. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you, you had a problem with, you said you had a problem with her being like, um, uh, a street, uh, like living hard on the street and still being that good of a person. But like, I feel like she's putting on a mask the whole time. We see her dress up as a boy and like, she's acting tough, but like every decision she makes and like a lot of her actions prove the opposite. Like she says, fuck people, but she still makes friends. She like trusts Gabriel. She helps the guy. Like she does, a, she makes multiple yeah. like actions that, I mean, but it does show take she her. Is a good it takes her a while to trust Gabriel. Right, right, and she says that's because he's a man too. Yeah, right, she but... she says specifically that she's had some horrible experiences with men that kind of taint like her impression of them. Yeah, or her, her trust for like random men. Yeah, but even then, she still made friends with Bellamy and Rafa, and like mm-hmm. really like it tore her up to see them them fall and. So I, I I I feel like I feel like her character is just like deep down like even though she puts on the face she's a good person. Yeah. But and then yeah. uh, okay so uh they're on the barge they get there and they go to uh this witch and I thought it was interesting that they talked about how there's other kinds of magic which we knew that but this is the first time we're kind of seeing it and like hearing more about it. Yeah, it's getting oh, yeah. like directly acknowledged. Yeah, and I'm I'm interested into like what what all because you would think like with vampires being up like this this prevalent like you would see a bunch of that other stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're afraid of the Inquisition and the Silver Saints too, though. Yeah. And they don't have the numbers or the immortality of the vampires. Yeah, that's true. And the witch really wants Dior's blood. Yeah, for obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. She doesn't know that, but she can smell it or whatever. She says yeah. that I've never smelled anything like your blood. But um, yeah, and then they run into the Inquisition. Why? Because Dior saved that dude's legs. His daughter turned the, her in. Right. Yeah. And Gabriel's and then, still fiending. Yep. And then. I gotta say the next thing that made me roll my eyes a little bit was Dior just kind of randomly escaping. Yeah, she that was says she's weird. got the the picks in her. She has really wore down boots, and uh, she's got picks hidden in them. Yeah, I mean that look. That one didn't make me go what the fuck. It was yeah. just like it was a little like okay. I, I do agree. Like like 
I'm assuming they were under lock and key and watch and all that shit. So like, yeah. I, I, I mean, can see Gabriel her getting out of manacled to the walls. Right. Yeah. I could see her getting out of her manacles and shit with a lock pick. Like, I'm assuming she's decently flexible, like running the, like throwing her boots up, getting the pick out, running it. But like, yeah, and like as while far the as like timing, getting out of the room. Yeah, and the timing of kind of like her escape, like while it was yes cinematic, it really didn't make much sense because it yeah. was like she escapes, and then as the servant is like, "Hey, they wanted me to tell you that." she escaped is when she jumps into the room to try and save Gabriel with a yeah. sword that she's never swung before. And so it's, it's right. one of those things that's like, it, yes, little, it was cinematic. It, it was very well, cinematic, also, but yeah, she also had time to go get gather supplies in the kitchen and set it to go back. Yeah. But yeah, he even says that she made it this far before she decided to come back. Yeah. So like, it's like, is she, it, these it needed to happen. It's the only yeah, thing that probably could happen. have happened at that point, but I do agree but it was very convenient. All those Inquisitors had just slaughtered a whole village of people yeah. and like survived all these attacks from vampires, but then the 16-year-old who's bad with a sword can just cut them down? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does, say that, it does say that... Uh, the only one she actually it says she kills, though, is the one that's got his back to her, and then... Uh, the chick in the room that it says it says uh even though uh dior's bad with a sword it's really easy to win with a sword when the other person doesn't have a sword yeah so like so like it kind of justifies it but at the same time it's like i'm assuming this isn't a huge area like how is she getting around all these people like there's right. there's being sneaky and then there's being like freaking level 100 skyrim sneaky you know what i mean like yeah. i can stand in front of you and knife you and you don't know I'm there but it was, an, it was just another one of those things where I'm like, well, that's yeah. a little convenient, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't even think about that until you just said something. So it really didn't bother me. But like I, I going back, I could be like, oh, yeah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little lucky there. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, then they follow the river again, right? They take well, Jezebel. So, they're getting chased by something. Well, they're trying to make it to the city. But uh, going back to the Inquisitors, we learn about uh, Dior's past. Do we want to talk oh, about right, that? Oh, right, in, uh, in Lachance? La Lachance? I don't even remember where it is. Oh, yeah. But, it's, okay, uh, so... it's Dior's last name, Lachance. Yeah. Just like, uh, well, no, Gabriel's not. Why is hers? I guess because she's a bastard or an orphan. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Well, yeah. so her mom was a, basically a whore and a dope fiend. Or some kind of, like, drug fiend. Yeah. Um, and then... I think, I think she says opium. Opium. Um... And then she, like, gets in with this group that, uh, uh, it's basically a bunch of the kids, and they've got, like, an over, like, a, an adult that's, like, watching over them, and doesn't seem like he's that shitty of a guy, he just takes a cut from all of them. Um, but then she falls in love with a girl, and, uh, the girl had been assaulted by a priest, and they go to rob the priest, and girl kills priest. Um... But get stabbed in the in the process. They go back to the place with her, all her friends, and her overseer guy, and uh, she bleeds onto girl and heals her. And then they all turn against her, which is probably a shitty fucking feeling. But yeah, yeah they call her a witch, even though she she has no idea how she healed the girl. Yeah, yeah. but then they they blame the murder on her, and that's why the inquisitors are after. Her. 
Yeah, which doesn't really explain how she escaped that situation. Oh, Chloe. No, it says yeah, Chloe yeah, and Rafa found her. Chloe and Rafa found her and uh, got her out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, so then I, I never did. I was in the middle of, a, of, of work when the scene played through. I should have gone back and listened to it again. But when they're getting chased through yeah, the woods. Yeah, they're getting chased. What are they getting uh, chased by? Is it dancing? It doesn't. No. It, it's some kind of. So remember Sayoris or Sorcy or however. Sorcy, the, yeah. Yeah, however you say her name, the chick with the uh, mountain lion, she said, "Don't go to this area because it's overrun with." Uh, oh right, the the the, the last of shit. us like mushroom sickness. Yeah, um, and so they go through there anyways, and like right when they're about to get out, the it says a bunch of like, I think it says like animals joined together with like weird like, basically like some kind of like weird, uh plague looking thing of different animals comes after them i believe is what it says okay Kinda but like it doesn't really that like split apart and, yeah uh... yeah but it doesn't really like go into like a whole lot of um information which i'm kind of assuming it'll it'll get to that because i'm assuming that i don't feel like it would give us uh that uh uh like that those, those people like that uh uh, her, uh, uh, just her, you know what I mean? Like her, uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't <laughs> <laughs> like her people. Her, uh, it talks about how they are after getting rid of this, this, uh, this plague. Oh, oh, Sarah Sa Reese's people in the yeah, mountains. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah. I, I but don't remember I don't, what their, their, I don't like, feel like it would, was called, but yeah, I don't feel like it would bring all that up. Um, to just kind of leave it there. I mean, it might, but I'm assuming at some point they're going to run into them or uh, might even bring up Sorcy, like, hey, I was friends with her, and then they might get their help or something. Um, that's kind of my theory on that, but uh, I'm assuming we'll circle back to that and we'll learn more about it is what I'm saying, basically. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then they get out of there and they make it to the keep where we, we see Aaron and Baptiste again. Yeah, which was a really cool, really cool set of scenes. Um, their reunion was really yeah, touching. Yeah, yeah. Um, seeing that Baptiste and Aaron have been like thriving out out in the wilds. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm surprised they were so close to uh, Sam Michon. Sam Michon too, though. Yeah, I mean, not really. I, I it was such a huge part of their life that it kind of makes sense. But I don't yeah. know if they needed to be like afraid of the Silver Saints. But yeah. it didn't seem like it. Like it seemed like Greyhand like knew that they were near and like traded things with them from time to time and kind of didn't really care. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and and basically, they were the leaders of the town. Cost was like the the mayor or something. The yeah. Well, know. they built the they built the fort up and then the town kind of formed around it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, was which what makes it sense because like. they've got like one of the best blacksmiths, and then Cost was a nobleman, but he's also a silver saint, so he can defend the place. Like it makes sense for them to go there; it'd be a safe place to stay. Yeah, yeah and um, they, you know, Baptiste uses engineering skills to like beef up the walls and get yeah. like silver bombs and black ignis, yeah. and like they have a, a, a cistern of holy water and like all these defenses. Yeah, well, and we learned that a lot of the cities have fallen now, basically. Like, Voss is heading straight to – is trying to get to, like, the main capital of the Empire. But he skipped yeah. over San Michon, and it seems like he skipped over this place, too. So, 
maybe like not worth it. I don't know. Yeah, probably just not worth it to him. I mean, Saint Jean would be hard for him to take because it's sacred, right? Yeah, or, like sacrosanct or whatever the word they used was. Um, yeah, and up on top of a fucking mountain or whatever. Yeah, and then they still can't enter without invitation. But I mean, they can tear the walls down and then, oh, look, yeah. it's not enclosed anymore. But, yeah. but they can't enter without invitation. And the walls at this place are apparently still really good. So, yeah. Well, so we actually we skipped over that in the in talking about in part five in his younger days when uh, Lore destroys Lorson Village. We see that there, there's sacred ground and she can't enter. And so she just burns it down. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, but I and don't think... know if I feel like almost all of Sammy Sean would be would be sacred, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about I'm talking about just uh, everything in general, like this village in general, like uh, when Danton's talking about going to it, I wonder how easy it would be to do fire, which also, though, vampires hate fire. And so I'm I'm interested to like they probably don't want to use it if they can, they can you know, avoid well, the it. boss, the boss can survive fire, though. They, it says they can, but it didn't seem like it was like a for sure thing. It was like maybe for like a second, like they're not gonna like burst in flames like other vampires will. But, right, yeah. But and they they use thralls a lot. You could tell that, especially with lore. Lore had thralls like mostly thralls. So, but yeah, um, talk, which talk their, about... their mind control thing makes that I guess particularly like yeah. enticing for them. Yeah. Uh, talking about Lord's Village, easier, though, we see a a corpse that um, he thinks is his sister, and another one that he thinks is his mother and his stepfather. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's pretty certain that it's his mom and his stepdad. Yeah. Well, but he said he said that the mom was stretched out like she was trying to get to the the person that he thought was his sister, but then we find out that it wasn't actually his sister. So that makes me almost think like, hmm, you know, I wonder if the mom was actually like trying. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. We'll talk more about that when we get, yeah, Yeah. we'll talk more about that when we get to life. But okay, so back to Aaron and um, Baptiste. We meet them, they party, um, and then this is where uh, Gabriel goes to the church and is basically like, asking God why, 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 and Aaron walks in and is like, so where's Astrid and Patience? You wouldn't have come this far north if they were alive. It's basically what he says. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so, uh, Dior's listening that whole time, and they have their moment where she's like, basically forcing him to face reality because we figure out he's been basically hallucinating and pretending like they're still alive, and then She's like, where are they? And he's like, well, they're at home. And she's like, you mean they're buried at home? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, and then, then he goes into the actual scene with uh, with Fabian and all the Voss children, all the princes of yeah. forever. Yeah. So a lot, we assumed that Danton was the only one that found them, that he hunted them down and maybe attacked them. But that is not what happens at all. Yeah. Yeah, he. I I figured that Fabian would have just made the order, like made the right. call, go kill them. Right, but he he personally went with all his children. That shows how much. Maybe I don't know about respect, but like, 
it it was worth it was worth his time you know and then his point at the end where he's like i would have forgiven you if you no no no, time out out. he goes he goes he goes what what was your sin yeah yeah yeah. and then he goes through all the sins which you know gabriel thinks uh it was uh uh, oh what was the first one he said pride pride yeah pride and then lust and then uh uh Pride, lust, wrath, wrath. Yeah, and then yeah, he goes into what you were about to talk about. If you want to talk about it, sloth, and he explains mm-hmm. that if he had just been there as the the challenge to Fabian that he was before, he would have forgiven him for killing Lore. But because he's slunk off to live his, this peaceful, happy life, he had to come fuck with him. And yeah, it was which just I thought was so, a wonderful. Yeah, it was so chilling, and like you could like. Gabriel is pig-headed and like fearless and he is shitting his pants. It, yeah. That scene was just perfect. Yeah. That scene was so and good. The one thing that like wasn't like he never thought about because he's he's like surely they don't mind that I'm not fucking their days up anymore. But the one thing he was like okay with and it's just like no. It's sloth. I like it though. Like I like when, so like, the girl's out past her curfew or whatever, and then he hears a knock on the door, and he says, as soon as he hears the knock, he knows what's going on. Yeah. And then he opens the door, obviously, and he sees Voss there, and um, all the children behind him, and Voss is like, "Let me in, and I'll let her go." And Gabriel in his head is uh saying the fucking the law dead dead tongues heated or dead tongues tasted yeah. and as soon as but he, he does it, it anyway he doesn't care he's like if you'll let her go you can come in and then we see them go through their whole exchange he uh he, and then he's like you promised you'd let her go and Voss says oh I will and throws her yeah. and it doesn't really explain how she dies but I'm assuming he throws her hard enough to kill her yeah yeah and then, um, and then he chunks him down through the floorboards and kills Astrid and and assaults her. Yeah, all Dan, manner says, of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dan says he 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 raped her or whatever. Yeah, and then chunked her down through the floorboards to lay with him. Uh, leaves Ash Drinker on him to say, if you want to get your revenge, yeah, come fucking come kill me. me. Which is another fucking, I thought was, <sighs> just the way that whole scene was handled, because it was like, so, because you quit, I'm going to give you another reason to come give me entertainment. And does it in the worst way possible, and then gives him his sword and says, alright, your turn to come try to do something. Yeah. The fact that we know that he dies is the only thing that got me through that scene. Yeah. Because yeah. well, it's so, like, so brutal. I mean, yeah. fucking brutal. It, I mean, it's really well written, and I'm like, it, that, that was one of the highlights of the book for me, but god damn was that brutal. Yeah. Well, and then we see that Astrid comes back or whatever, and he's got a, he sucks her blood, uh, or Drains oh, her. that was like almost. That, that, I think that might have been the worst part of it—the fact that he yeah. had to put Astrid out of her misery yeah. after the, all of that. Like, yeah. oh, and then makes a vow God. to never drink blood again, which we saw his. That's why he's been avoiding it. Why he didn't drink from Chloe before that fight. 
but yeah. And then he gets pissed at his sister. Yeah. Later on. And then Danton, uh, we see that Danton thinks that he's dead. Was our thought he was dead the whole time because he figured he'd just kill himself. Yeah. Well, and and we know that he's tried and can't. Yeah, he can't. But. Yep. Yep. And then that scene ends, and uh, we see because of that, him telling Dior that we see them get a lot closer and uh, their relationship kind of like fully come up and he he's basically like coming into like, I'm going to protect her and they're becoming friends. He calls her, her his friend, I believe, at that yeah. point. Yeah. And then um, Danton comes a knocking. Yep. Yep, and he's got, what, 12, 12 high bloods, him and an army of undead. I believe. And Rafa's tortured corpse as a vampire. As a vampire. I, I don't remember the exact description, but like he was like missing limbs and shit, right? Uh it said it had taken him a couple days. You could tell it had taken him a couple days to come back from the dead. Well, Which I, I thought got... I thought it said that his corpse was like mangled. Like he was yeah. carrying him in a bundle or something. Yeah, he was chained up. Oh, okay. I, I he was misheard the, that part. I yeah, guess he, I thought he was a wretched. I thought he had done some awful shit to him. Yeah, he was a wretched, and so he chained him up. So he, I guess, so he didn't have to go look for him in the other arm, the rest of the army. I don't know. <laughs> but I figured something like that was going to happen when he drained him, because he's the only one he drained. The, everybody else, he like ripped their daughter, something like that. But he drained Rafa, so I figured Rafa was going to come back. But I think that was kind of the thing that, like, fully was like, like, he's talking about how he's going to burn everybody and, uh, or kill everybody and send, take all their daughters and send them out and hunt them one by one. And, um, so I'm, I think that affected Dior a fuck ton, but I think seeing Rafa and seeing, like, we've done this before. My friends died. There's one right there that got turned into a vampire. Like, I'm not going to let this happen again. I think that was her straw, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, it was shitty to me that, like, we had just had the scene where she learns what Gabriel's investment is and, like, why he does what he, he does and why he's doing what he's doing. And, I, I man, I don't know. I just, she's so clever sometimes. And the same thing with Gabriel. And, like, that just felt like a monumentally stupid decision. Yeah. For somebody who's as clever as Dior is often. Yeah. But, I mean, I get the just, I get it, but it's just, that was another one of those moments where I'm like, God. I know. I consider myself a decently intelligent person. So, you know, like, yeah, I could, I, I, maybe I can (laughs) see it more. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm sure everyone has, though, made those decisions. It was like, that was absolutely stupid of me. Like, what the fuck but it's like but it's what i was feeling at the time and it felt like yeah yeah well so she gets a a team of sled dogs and is running up the river um we have this like fight scene where um gabriel had a good plan though like i thought she had the good plan with the with the with the maggot uh, trap thing yeah the maggot trap thing and then um well, but then they're still up against twelve high bloods and Danton. Yeah, and, and Lyth shows Lyth up. 
Well, Gabriel gets his Aegis back. We see him vow to always protect uh, Dior and says, hey, I'm going to believe in you. And then his Aegis lights back up. Yeah, which was really cool. That yeah, really, I, I, I thought really that cool. was a really good way. Because I've been wanting him to get his Aegis back this whole time. But it, I didn't think it was going to happen because I didn't think he was ever going to start believing in God again. But we see it's kind of based off, like, faith. Belief. And and belief. Yeah, yeah, faith doesn't really um, have, to, have to do with the particular religion, it seems like. Or maybe so, it does. Maybe the fact that Dior has yeah, the blood I was gonna of say, like, may, because like Dior's, means something. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. But yeah, that makes sense. So let's let's kind of talk about skipping ahead a little bit. Let's talk about Lyth here first. Um so we find out that she is Gabriel's sister. Celine or Celine or whatever, right? Right. Yep. The hell But in, when yeah, when she shows up here, which we don't know it's a sister yet, but when she shows up here, um she says something really interesting to me, especially after finding out that it's his sister because his sister's only been dead for what uh five years no 10 years no um like 11 years yeah 12 years he was he was in there for five oh oh yeah 32 he was 16 so 16 years he's been dead for 16 years probably no 15 years i believe it actually says 15 i believe um but she's been dead 15 years well so she has this quote. She shows up and Danson asks, "Who are you?" And she said, "We knew or uh, we are Lyth." Um, and he goes, "Do you know who my father is?" And she says, "We knew Fabian, knew him way before he you did, knew him before he laid claim to his hollow crown." Um, and so like, and then she she always says says we. She says we yeah. and us. So I'm wondering if there's multiple souls in this body. Like, what what is up with this? Because we know at least part of it is Celine, right? Unless that's a unless that's a fake dead hun dead tongues heated or dead tongues tongue tasted. tasted. Yeah. Or is it? But like she's a, got a could it be she's like got a lot of information, and she, well, she's got a lot of information. She's got the same bloodline as him. Well, the way that she's talking to him after she rescues him makes me think that like she's figured out whatever the secret was to the um the uh his bloodline the right. what, i I'm forget what it's called but like it, they're cannibals right so if she's eating other high bloods maybe that's what's happening oh i didn't think about that so like maybe she's she ate a powerful their essence or something maybe she ate a powerful high blood uh, old high blood hmm I don't know. That's just where my brain goes. Like her yeah. cannibalizing people maybe unlocks the sanguimancy and like his bloodline just has it naturally. Yeah. But they practice cannibalism to unlock it in the first place. I don't I don't know. That was oh, just my, my idea was well, I don't actually have an idea for the for the the wee thing and like how she apparently knew Fabian all like I don't understand how she could be that old and because it, it even says Dan's afraid of her because of how old he feels she is. Yeah. So like, I don't understand. Maybe it's go. Maybe it'll go into like a magic thing off that. But, but we do think at least part of uh, life is Celine, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my the- I almost have a theory that the the uh, and this might be completely wrong, but I almost have a theory that the uh, the half vamp dad came back and had yeah that was the other thing i was thinking yeah yeah that maybe she kept fucking around with the half-blood dad 
Yeah. But then but then if if Gabriel's dad had known that, he would have beaten Celine too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean maybe maybe they hid that one better because yeah, the, the, the signs don't show up in in daughters, it said. But what if the yeah. daughters become a vampire? Right. Oh, and then he would have then she would have the blood still. Yeah, she's still got the blood in her. The bloodline in her. And she's also got the vamp now. So like it would activate the bloodline. Yeah. And she would have Voss. She would be Voss and his bloodline. Yeah. yeah. Which would, right. be, so she would be an iron heart with Sanguimancy. Yeah. And, but my, my deal also is like, I feel like almost that there's got to be somebody teaching her this stuff. And so I'm wondering if like she knows the dad. Like maybe I, like. I really think that she is like Legion somehow. Like the, so? <laughs> there's going to be some system where. Whereby which she is like part of a hive mind or like well, that's um, what I was saying earlier, like because she's speaking in wheeze and everything. I said like it's like a hive mind thing. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking because I don't mm. think she would s- say that she was that old and feel like she was that old if she wasn't part of some like, you know, larger creature or or collection of creatures or something. Yeah. Hmm. Something that hopefully the next book will answer. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. how that's kind of that's kind of where it left us too. With well, I mean, there's that, but then there's the you know the almost sacrifice of Dior with yeah, Chloe. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, we didn't that, really but, get into Danton dying. Oh yeah. yeah. I was just saying like like we kind of get those two things settled. I just meant like at the end of the book, like there's one of the biggest questions we still have is like her story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, okay. So Danton dying. Let's let's talk about that real quick. Man, him bringing uh, Ash Drinker with Dior's blood on it. Well, no, Dior stabbed him. Yeah, with so Ash Dior's Drinker bleeding. With her blood on it. Yeah, Dior's bleeding, and the blood just happens to run on the blade, um, because Danton throws it to the side. He throws uh, Ash because uh, uh, Gabriel stabs him or something, right? Like breaks. Yeah, and he gets it. stuck in him. Yeah, it gets stuck in him, and so Gabriel gets thrown down or whatever, and he pulls it out and throws it to the side. Well, Dior's still there. She picks it up, and he's obviously focused on Gabriel. Gabriel just stabbed him. She comes up behind him. The blood's dripping onto the sword, and she stabs him. Yeah, and then he just burns from the inside. That was but pretty cool. Didn't Gabriel also have his hand around the, his throat? Yeah. I think I think he was burning him, but not like not fast enough like danton was gonna he was dodging that he was dodging the hand before that i don't i don't know if he ever actually got his hand on him yeah yeah okay yeah i remember him uh, saying that he was like he he told gabriel like learn a new trick yeah right he was like dancing away from him yeah but yeah your stabs with the blood and it is very effective yeah I don't. I don't even think the the armor or his like stone skin stopped it. I think she stabbed him in a, in a spot that, or did she stab him in the hole that Gabriel had already made? Uh, I think she just stabbed him straight through the chest. Hmm. That'd be interesting. That would be a way to get past the stone skin if that's how that works. But yeah, yeah. If, if her blood can just straight up nullify <laughs> their stone skin, or that, well, but... I think it. I think it just calls them iron hearts. Danton's finally dead, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we see Lyth fighting all the other ones, and she's winning against, like, 12. 12 high bloods. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm interested to see if, if her and Gabriel fight at some point, because that'd be a, 
I'd be a little scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, if she's stronger than all these high bloods, like you would think that she would just mop the floor with Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, they they handle that situation and they get in a standoff and Lice like give Dior to us. She's not. She's yeah. only safe with us. As and, a cadre of uh, of Silver Saints rolls up. Yep, yep. And then the Silver Saints roll up, and Gabriel's like, "Well, what could go wrong here?" Mm-hmm. And we go to <laughs> we go to San Michelle. We see Greyhand again. We see that Chloe's still alive. Um, Greyhand's got a new birdie, new bird to chew. And um, yeah. And then uh, Gabriel figures out that they're trying to kill Dior, and which. Uh, which, by the way, like, this all happened within the last 10, like, pages of the book. And so, like, as I'm going <laughs> through and I'm reading this, I'm like, like, this revelation happens. And I'm like, how is this thing going to end? Like, I'm literally <laughs> sitting here, like, freaking out. Like, are they going to leave this on, like, some massive cliffhanger? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, and yeah. So... so it would have been wild if he if they'd ended when he got his throat cut. And then I would have been off. so upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been insane. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so he finds out, and then he tries to go Warner, and like I said, they just, they cut his throat and push him off. They give him an honorable death, or what they consider honorable. Yeah, well, they force the red right on him, basically. Right. Yeah, um, and then we see that this is when we learn that uh, Lyth is Celine or whatever, and we learn that she can put blood back into people, so she's got a really like strong sanguinancy. Yeah, and she straight up just like feeds him some of her blood in it. Kind of brings him back from the brink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he climbs back up the cliffside. Oh, that's what it was. She didn't put the blood back in him, did she? She just fed him. Her I don't know. Yeah, I don't. If, if that if it said that, I don't remember it. But okay. Yeah, yeah. But he said her blood was like the strongest thing he's ever had. It gave him the strength to climb up the mountain all the way. And then completely fuck up four full blown silver saints. Oh, and it's a badass scene too. He walks into the the armory, gets laced up, pulls out two fucking uh, silver swords, walks like kicks the church door open from the uh, death door or the yeah, I think that's what it called. Like yeah, everyone else yeah, walks, yeah. yeah, kicks it open, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "I right. kills like four silver saints with all the nuns shooting at him, and yeah. Chloe trying to finish a spell." And then I yeah. thought I figured there's and gonna be silver like, bombs the nuns. Yeah, <laughs> he straight yeah. up throws two hand grenades at a bunch of nuns. Yeah, I thought there was gonna be some banter between him and Chloe, or like some explanations or nothing. But nope, he just walks up and stabs her. That, <laughs> that, yeah. I, so much, dude. There was so much in that last like ten pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, uh, it like I, I she says this needs to happen or whatever, but like that's all she says. And then he's like, "Well, we were friends." Stabs her. Yeah. <laughs> but and then Dior saves Dior, and he's like, "Hey, it's gonna be all right." Yep. And then um, she asks, you know, but would it save them? He's like, doesn't matter, really. Doesn't matter. <laughs> not, yeah. Especially not now that I've killed everybody and burned the book. So he burned the book with the ritual in it, too. Right. Yeah. Which, okay, I was. that's what I was going to ask earlier. Do we think that that ritual was bullshit anyways? Uh, yes, 100%. Yeah. I, I feel like it was like just in case, like they did with the maps. Like I feel like it was like, hey, just in right. case like, figure this we... shit out. Like, They'll get rid of their only chance. And Celine even right. says she's like, "That's bullshit." <laughs> yeah, she, says she might have you, her own. 
she might have her own shit going on too. Right. You know? She could have ulterior motives. Dead tongues yeah. heated or dead tongues tasted. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um she says that if they kill Dior on hollowed ground, then like no ground will be hollowed. She Yeah. She was implying that like if you fuck up the Redeemer's basically the Redeemer's child or like the Redeemer's great 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 granddaughter on hollowed ground, like it's over. <laughs> yeah. You can't hide from these motherfuckers anywhere if you do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But then we <laughs> pop out and it's the end of the first day yep. uh, of end John and day. Gabriel recording his history. Yeah. yeah. And uh John's about to leave. Gabriel wants a smoke real quick. He's like, yo, hit me with that pipe, bro. <laughs> and then fucks him up. <laughs> yep. Gabriel reaches for the pipe and then gets his hand around him and is basically about to kill him. And then the thrall come in and distract him for a second, and then uh, John turns into rats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they a, a handful of them manage to like squeak out under the door. Yeah. And then we see... Uh, they go up to the ceiling or something. There's bars on the ceiling or something. He go and John's up there, like basically like breathing for his life. Like you can tell he's fucked up. And Gabriel like leans back, packs a huge bowl of silver or of uh, Sanctus, and is like, just showing you what. Or basically like, yeah. can't blame me for trying. Yeah, he says, can't blame me for trying. <laughs> yeah, and while he's burning him alive, he's just or burn it. Well, he's dead, but <laughs> while he's burning him, he's like, I told you I'd make you scream. Yeah. Oh, he asked him. He said, uh, "Didn't I ask? Or you never answered me? Were they locking you in here with me, or me in here with you, or you in here with me?" And then grabs his throat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a, a really of... fun, fun, cheeky way to end it. Yep. Yeah, a lot of epic moments. And then the last or the epilogue is just it's it basically like a um. It was basically the same thing as chapter one, but it, yeah. instead of sun, instead of sunset or whatever, it was dawn. And then it was talking about uh, uh, how he's watching the sun and um, hitting the pipe, and it was basically just like a like an ending. But yeah, it was like the camera pan out moment. Yeah, and it was yep. basically echoing like like I said, the first chapter talked about how he misses uh, Astrid's kiss, and then um, he said, uh, "We wonder what's next," and he runs his hands or his fingers across his hands, and he says, "Patience." Yeah. Yep. So, do we have any like predictions on what the next book is going to entail? Or at least answer questions we want answered in the next book? Life. I just I just want a lot more about yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And the bloodline. I, I almost feel like so I almost feel like next book we'll see we'll see what happens uh to Voss. Like, they'll go on a quest to kill Voss and all that, and then I feel like maybe the third book, because I, I believe there's supposed to be three books. I believe the third book might be um, him escaping the prison and him figuring out how to stop the day stuff. So I feel, like, I feel like the next book will still be in the past, and then the third book will be in the present. Okay. Yeah. The main thing that I want to find out more stuff about is, number one, his sword, and then number two like his father because i think that's a bigger yes a bigger um or that will be a bigger plot point in like a future book yeah 
Yeah, I mean, his bloodline definitely. Uh, I feel like I, the how he kills Fabian. Yeah. yeah, I I feel I feel like I feel like a lot of the dad stuff's gonna be answered with life. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that'll all be next book. He'll learn how to use a sanguiman, see a little better. He'll learn about life. I feel like life will probably betray him at some point. Um, he'll deal with her, and then also deal with uh with Voss, and then like and said, somehow he loses Dior. Yeah, well, it we don't says really know that the what grail happens. shatters. Yeah, it says the cup is broke, but I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe um, Dior gets turned into a vampire. <laughs> well, no, because as soon as they would try to drink her blood, they die. Yeah. Yeah, but if they kill her, then she she might return. I think they got to drink her blood. No, it's random. It's anybody who dies. Really. I think I think I thought, that's it, what I thought it was I thought it was blood. They had to be like drained, and then it it was random after that. Yeah, I think it was random after they get drained, or after yeah. they drink. Oh, okay. I thought any of the any of the dead could rise. But uh, but no, we'll have to see. We'll have to see till the books come out. But I think that would be a really good way to do it. Like next next book's boss. Yeah. And maybe like some past tales, like maybe he goes like back in his head about shit that happened, and then the third book would be the present and him like stopping Day's death. Yeah, I think that'd be a good way for it to go. I mean, I'd be satisfied. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, y'all want to get into your ratings? Yeah. So, uh, as always, we do three categories: characters, setting, and plot, and we do it on a scale of ten. Uh. So. Dylan, I want y'all to go first. Oh, okay, no, okay. Because I, I feel like I'm going to be like way too. I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm going to be too generous or oh, generous. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to rate it really high, and I want to see what y'all think first. Um, okay. I mean, I guess I'll go first then. For characters, um, I, I liked you know like all the characters in this book or whatever, but personally, I didn't feel like super attached to any of them. Like, and so. Um, I'll probably give characters l- probably like a five or a six. I'm going to say six just because like, I felt like there were, I mean, there were moments where characters did stupid things and like, it just wasn't, it, it, I, I didn't feel attached to them or that they were like real enough to me all the time. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same camp for characters. I think I'm going to go a little bit lower, but I, with with the caveat that Gabriel is usually a really fun character to be with and like yeah. a good narrator. Uh, and like um, Dior had moments where I really liked Dior. Uh, the villains were scary. Um, and a all, lot of the threads like... of characters yeah. were very satisfying, especially uh, like Aaron and Baptiste storyline and how that was handled. I thought it was pretty tasteful and like, yeah, so there were good things, but like it was also very pulpy and like, yeah. almost, almost comic booky where it's not like, I just never felt that invested. Invested. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to say like a five on characters. So, <laughs> I agree 100% about not just being overly invested, but it's kind of hard for me to rate it because, so, like, I loved all the characters. I mean, I mean, maybe not all, but most of the characters that come to mind, I felt like they were all unique. They all had, like, their own little, like, uh, like, trait. Like, so, like, 
Talon was like an asshole, uh, the same as Greyhand, but like he was like a conniving ass, a sneaky asshole, like read your mind and like uh, walked around with his cane and stuff. And then Greyhand had like the the, the animals, and then uh, Aaron was like the noble nobleborn son that we think's just a prick. And then we find out about him and Baptiste, and like even the vampires, like they all kind of have their own quirks, like. Danton loves uh, hunting t- girls, and then like Laura loves bathing in blood, or, ki- or likes kids. Like we see her around, around the whole way drinking kids' blood, no- noble kids' blood. And then I loved uh, Astrid and um, Dior and Gabriel. I thought they were amazing characters. So like I love I-, I love the characters, but I do agree with not just being overly invested in them. Like with some books I read, I'm like if anything happens to this character, like I'm yeah. going to like quit reading. This, book. <laughs> this is getting a DNF if it yeah. kills yeah. this character. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah. like I felt like the only one I was really like about that like mostly with was Gabriel, but even then I was just like eh. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't yeah so, but so even though i so I, I really love the characters i love i love their personalities i love uh how unique they all are um but i will i wasn't invested so like i really want to give it like a seven okay. but maybe I like mean, maybe I, like I, a don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that like if this book if this book is to your taste and these yeah. characters are to your taste then you know that's totally yeah. fair yeah yeah and, so, and like, I so like so like ten would totally... be Ten would be like ten would be like like I said, if this person dies, DNF, and then like nine is like, oh, I love this person, I'm gonna cry, and then eight would be like, um, oh, I'd be upset, and then seven's like, I love these characters, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, so I'd give them a seven. All right. All right. Well, what about the setting? How do you feel about the setting, Indy? Uh, setting. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Like. I thought the world was very interesting. Um, You know, this, like, I, this is actually, like, my first vampire book that I've ever read. And so. Really? um, Yeah, really. I didn't read the Twilight books. I didn't read, you know, any of other stuff. So. Cirque de Freak. Cirque de Freak. Yeah, none of that. So I, I was genuinely, like, intrigued by it. But it wasn't something that was, like, so standouty to me. You know what I'm saying? So I'd probably give the setting like a 6.5. Okay. All right. Well, this is one of the areas where I'm going to be a little more generous, I think. Um, I thought the setting was really cool because like the fact that the the impetus for the whole thing is Day's death and then vampires suddenly don't have to fear the sun anymore. Um, that's a cool twist on the, the like vampire trope to me. Um the mushrooms and potatoes and the blight on the forests and the fact that it's colder and winter is like most of the year now and the rivers freeze in their beds. Um, all that stuff is really cool to me. And like, it, it's not that the, the world is like this vibrant, like rich thing. It's just so totally dreary and dreadful, but it's still like fleshed out. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, not yeah. it's not a world I'd want to live in, but I totally There's can a imagine you the wouldn't world. want to live in it. Yeah, yeah, I can totally imagine all these settings, and like, you know, the the way people are like cram packed inside of anything with walls that can keep the vampires out, and how like it's just a bleak wasteland with all these wretched in it. Besides, and so yeah, I thought the settings were really, the setting was really cool. I'm gonna give it like a seven and a half. 
Okay. Yep. I agree with everything Whitson just said. I, I felt like it was uh, like I felt the creepiness of it. I felt one thing that I really loved was like it was talking about how um, since the um, and Whitson kind of brought, brought it up with the potatoes and the mushrooms. But since it explains it since Day's death happened, they had to change all their crops. Like, and I thought, like, including that, because that's obvious. Like, you can't grow the nor normal crops like you could uh, if you had sunlight. And so, like, that's why he's having to eat potatoes all the time and mushrooms and stuff. I thought adding, like, just explaining that and shit was really cool and keeping that consistency. I felt like it was very, very consistent throughout the entire book. Felt like it was creepy. Um, and I, I I really like saw some of these places like I saw the San Michon, like the huge uh, the church and all that. And yeah, and like the massive plateau that it's sitting on and like all that. Yeah. And then yeah. when it's describing the um, so they're at uh, uh, when they do the Battle of the Twins or whatever, and it's talking about the two statues that are there. Uh, I'm sure whoever's seen naruto knows the the two statues <laughs> but that like yeah. that's what i got in my head you know and like um i'm sure it probably didn't look like that but uh i i really enjoyed the setting i'd probably give it an eight eight and a half almost okay totally fair okay what about the plot md um i thought it was you know good it was definitely intriguing and like I really like the pacing of this book. Like it didn't feel slow or and it didn't also feel like rushed or whatever. Um, but I also wasn't like as like super invested into like this plot as I have been in other stories. So I would probably give the plot like a six as well. I'm kind of sticking like with the oof that one uh, hurts me a little bit <laughs> with like well because like overall like don't get me wrong it's a good book but overall i would say this book is kind of like mid-tier for me maybe i just don't like vampire stories but i don't know so um i yeah i'd probably give it like a six it, don't get me wrong it's still really good and i enjoyed it but there's definitely other books that have plots that i much enjoy so yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you with you on that. Like the plot to me wasn't it wasn't bad and like the pacing was cool. Usually it was pretty like high tempo moving from like um material scene to material scene, not not a lot of filler. Um nothing really lagged too hard. Uh it just wasn't wasn't really to my taste like the best the best thing that I've read in a while, but I mean, it was good. It was fine. Uh, so I'm saying like a six and a half. Okay. I did like, I, I did like how the two plot lines interacted and how they both kind of got tied up by the end of it in ways that made sense more or less. Yeah. But, but yeah, it just wasn't like crazy compelling. I completely disagree with that. <laughs> I I I sat down and like could not stop reading. Uh when we read the first part, I read all of it in the first day like after our prologue episode. Um and then the second part I did the same thing after our, our second part episode or whatever. I read books five and like I was I uh, I mean I just couldn't put it down. Um I thought that it was it had it was kind of cheesy a cheesy vampire, but it also had a lot of uniqueness. Um, 
I thought that the the concepts were fantastic as far as like um you know you think it's gonna be like a normal grail hunt and then we find out it's a person and then we find out that their lineage of their uh religion and then um on the San Michelle side you like see his growth and how he becomes a silver I, I I I really really enjoyed the plot um I'm giving it like a nine okay okay well, I think you could not have been more right about us needing a palate cleanser, though. Oh, like yeah. this, this was such a fun read after reading such like dense and like it, just stuff that take, took itself like really seriously. I, this yeah. was like the perfect yeah. book to follow yeah. that up. Yeah, I, I like I, I really like I enjoyed our first two books we read, but like, like you, like I felt like I had to like, like really invest like, um, I felt like it was kind of like a a uh like a more of a homework assignment almost well it was like five seasons of a of a a series and then i feel like this one was like a badass movie you know what i mean yeah like yeah yeah yeah. that makes sense that's yeah yeah i feel like the first two the first two things were like one piece and then (laughs) this was like you know a badass movie so yeah but yeah i I, i'm really glad we read it uh yeah me too i I will read it again uh and i will (laughs) most definitely read the second third books and yeah i think i think the sequels to this will definitely be on my like to be read but i I don't know i don't know if it'll be like crazy high but it'll be on there yeah Yeah. well if that's everything thanks everyone for listening or watching on youtube uh make sure you share like subscribe or follow on your preferred platform it really helps uh the word spread around about the podcast Uh, We have our YouTube comments, as always, where you can comment a fantasy question that we'd like to that you'd want us to answer or anything or anything. Yeah. If you have disagreements, if you're like, hey, you know, Dylan's the only one who's right about the plot being as high as it should be like, hey, we want it. We want to hear it. Um, I would appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, He needs vindication. Uh, Um, Uh, We did announce last episode that next month we will be reading the lies of Locke Lamora and we will have a special yes, by guest Scott with Lynch. us. Yeah. By Scott Lynch. We will have a special um, guest with us for that book. And so and I just personally want to say about that book. It is one of my, if not my favorite book, like you will enjoy this book. If you can, it's kind of not necessarily long winded, but there's a lot to it. But like, if you can sit down and, uh, handle a lot of information this book is absolutely fantastic i'm sure whitson will agree with me oh yeah yeah i think i think the first book you have to kind of um you, you have to kind of sit down and just like buckle in for the first yeah. half like, and then sit, once like, you're in and once you're yeah. sold on the characters it's just a roller coaster from yeah. like get, get, book yeah. one to get book away three. From, i'm excited get away it. from anything that can distract you and like actually invest some time and you will this is book is like in most of the people whose reviews i watch it's top five yeah i've so. only heard good things from this so i'm very excited for it and i'm also excited for our guest mm-hmm. have we announced to our guesses yet cameron, uh, yeah. cameron. his name's yep. cameron uh, he's awesome. It's just a friend of ours. It's a, yeah, it's a friend of ours. We're excited to have him on. So, And then also, another announcement is starting next month, we are going to have video on the podcasts. So, yes. Uh, we're our excited. Beautiful faces. Our beautiful faces. It's not going to be like a lot of like 
editing or whatever, but you will be able to, you know, see us as we have our conversation. So some people have commented about that before. So we read your comments, we hear them, and uh, we're hoping that uh, that goes smoothly. So again, thanks for, for watching or listening, and uh, we hope to see you guys in the next episode. Yep. Hope you all enjoyed the book. Three up, three down.